Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. In-game live has begun. I am Gabriel Red, so we're kicking it with a raging redhead uh, cam stool. We transition from game time decisions into in-game live. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates uh, out there uh, tuning in uh, as well. Um, so we got NHL hockey going on. We got a couple of more games that haven't started yet. We got a couple of overs in the books already. We got Major League Baseball off and running, but let's get right down to business as far as the baseball board is concerned. Uh, Oakland is up on the Angels right now, 8-4. They're in the eighth inning. Uh, massive. If you think the Angels are going to come back, they're thirty-three to one, plus thirty-three hundred. <laughs> the Chicago Cubs are up one nothing on the Tribe uh, right now. They're minus one seventy-six. The Tribe are plus one forty-two. The total is uh, six and a half. They're into the third inning right now. The Miami Marlins are up three nothing on the Blue Jays. In-game total now eleven and a half. Blue Jays plus one fifty-four. It goes to show, like, damn, they're th- they're down three runs and are only plus one fifty-four right now. Exactly. <laughs> Kansas City won nothing over Cincinnati. Odds are frozen. So coming up right now, the Atlanta Braves and the New York Yankees. Tanaka uh, against Yanoa on the hill here tonight. Braves plus one forty six. Yankees minus one sixty eight. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't, we don't bet a lot of Yankee games, and it's it's too bad, Cam, because they're overpriced, right? So it's one of those deals where I don't want to bet against them, but I don't want to lay the number with them often. So I end up passing on them, which is actually pretty smart and it's good discipline. We talked it about is. it. Yankees have played a bunch of games this year. They're up fifty bucks, bro. Like there, here's you, another. You know I mean, there's there's no money yeah. to be made with these guys. They give up a lot of runs too. The the last night's game went over by the number. The Braves tried to come back, couldn't get there. This number to me seems low at nine. Uh, Tanaka, when his stuff is not working, it, it, he'll he'll get hit. And Yanoa will, will be hit by the Yankees as well. I think that total's a, a shade too low. 
I would probably wouldn't would have made it nine and a half, ten. I, I like the over in this game. Not really going to bet it. That's just an opinion. You're right. There's too many things on the go, and it's not my favorite game, so we're going to pass. Well, the Baltimore Orioles are riding a three-game win streak right now. They have an eight and seven record. People thought they were going to be the worst team in baseball. They were nope. projected to be the worst team in baseball. Yep. Yep. Their win total was 20 and a half. 20 and a half out of 60 games. They played 15 games. They're at eight. So they have 45 games remaining, and they just need to win 13 games to go over their number now. So 13. Wow, Cam, they could go 13 and 32. <laughs> and you would, yep. and anyone that bet over wins uh, going over the Baltimore. Baltimore Orioles. That was a wild game yesterday, man. It went back and forth, and then they, they ended up they ended up winning the game ten uh, nine when it's all said and done. I don't really trust Afflin, but I don't. It's not enough for me. Last night I went to the window. It was plus two hundred in game. I'm not doing it tonight. I'm passing. Care. I I, can't, I just can't take Baltimore here in this spot. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, Philadelphia should not, be able to get value. it done. Yeah, I not, agree. You need not more. enough value right there. All right, welcome to all of our uh, radio affiliates. Uh, once again, I am Renzi. We're kicking it with a raging redhead Cam Stewart. It's in-game live as we transition from game time decisions. We're just going rapid fire through these these baseball games that are coming up right now. Atlanta and the Yankees. I don't really, n- me or Cam, neither have a very strong opinion on a baseball game. If I had to take it, I would take the Braves just because of the price, but I don't have to take it. Uh, Baltimore and Philadelphia. We gave you Baltimore last night. Not ready to do it at plus 154 uh, right now. Zach Eflin and uh, Wade LeBlanc. Could be uh, could be some run score in this game. Pass there. Washington and the Mets. Um, Annabelle Sanchez on the hill here tonight against Gesselman. What do you what do you make of the uh, the Nats and, and the Mets game? Any opinion, Cam, on that one? Kind of lean to the Mets. I uh, don't want to lay 38 cents in the matchup. I think it's a, a, a spot for them that they can get to Sanchez. Sanchez, his stuff hasn't really been uh, fooling anybody this year. He's been very poor. Uh, but laying 40 cents at the Mets in a divisional game against the Nationals, it's tough. I have a lean to the Mets in this game. Maybe we'll play this one in-game. We'll see what happens. If I can get a, a nicer number on the Mets, I might step in because I like them to win the game. This is an ugly game. It is. It just is. It's an ugly game. You got you got a bad pitcher in Annabelle Sanchez who's struggling. You got uh, you got Gesselman in here who's only there because Walk is hurt. They're hoping to get 80, 90 pitches out of this guy tonight. So in other words, they're hoping he can give him four or five innings uh, this evening. And then it's going to be a bullpen game for the Mets. And we all know about the Mets bullpen. Yet, you know, like we said yesterday, you don't have to bet every game. And we're trying to show discipline and find some spots. So Minnesota and Milwaukee, no strong opinion on Washington and the Mets. But if I had to, I would take the Nationals. But I'm not, I, you know, I'm not ready to click here on a team that is struggling like the Nationals are. Minnesota and Milwaukee. Minnesota Twins, eleven and seven. Milwaukee, seven and eight. Milwaukee starting to get a little bit uh, better. Maeda and Lauer on the hill here. Quick take, uh, Cam, on this one. Tough game. Uh, I kind of lean to the Twins. Uh, I don't have a real strong feeling, though. Lauer could be okay. Milwaukee is playing better game. I think Yelich is uh, slowly getting out of his slump. I'm going to pass on this game as well. I'm sorry. I just, uh, I'm not just betting for the sake of betting. It's a tough game. In-game live continues.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pot? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. (laughs) Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're saying right now? He's he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. In-game live continues. I am Renzi. We're kicking over to Raging Redhead. Cam Stewart, we're going through the Major League uh, Baseball board uh, right now. Minnesota and Milwaukee. 
Um, we talked about this game uh, briefly. Any opinion uh, there, Cam? I'm leaning with the Twins, but not enough. I'm, you know, the baseball board's tricky uh, tonight. There's a couple of these other games that I'm taking a longer look at, uh, including the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, but these these early games, a tricky card to me tonight. It's very tricky. Uh, I wouldn't just blindly bet the Twins. I, I, I'm look. I'm kind of looking at Milwaukee too as a dog. You're not getting enough. We're just going to have to pass on that game. The total might be a little bit low at eight and a half. Both teams, you know, Minnesota can hit Milwaukee. They're coming out of their slump. Uh, but I'm going to have to pass on that game. Hey, the Giants just got one off of Zach Greinke early in that game, so they've just taken a one nothing lead. Houston was a huge favorite in that game. Just started. So what's the deal here with this roof in Texas, right? Yeah, they have a new stadium again. <laughs> So they opened up they opened up the roof and it was like 12 runs were scored and the ball flew and the when the roof was closed it's just a controlled temperature 72 degrees and it seems to be lower scoring. So it's interesting the the Rangers want to open the roof at night now but they're it's closed tonight. Interesting, like the little dynamic. I mean, we don't really know. There's no fans. You don't. You don't really see the. You know what I mean. You don't really know yeah. the little dynamics of these stadiums right now. And plus, there's a new stupid stadium that they have uh, in Texas here. I wouldn't mind taking the Seattle Mariners here. To be honest, I'm with you. I'm going to play the Mariners. I, just, I wish we were getting a little bit more value, but that's why they're yeah. not that big of underdogs because the the odds makers know they can win the game. <laughs> yeah, Taiwan Walker. I got no problem with that. Lyles, he's a serviceman too. Um, I think Seattle's the play. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, you're getting plus 106. You thought we might be able to get about 15 cents there. It just tells me uh, the line's telling you something. The Mariners have a very good chance in this game. It's the plus money. We don't have to lay any juice. Uh, the Seattle Mariners will make the card. All small plays in baseball. As you mentioned, Gabe, it's a very difficult card, but I'll take the Mariners at plus 106. All right, so here's a game that I think we're going to be disagreeing on, and I'm going to pull the trigger. There have been a streaky team so far this year. Uh, yet they're there. You got the good race uh, right now. Tampa Bay, it's come down a little bit. I don't know if you've moved the number, Kim, because it was minus <laughs> 160. It's down to minus 154 now, which tells us that maybe the Sharps are on the Boston Red Sox in this game. And maybe I'm a square. Um, and I'm going to be taking Blake Snell and the uh, five game win streak uh, hot. Tampa Bay Rays uh, in this spot. I don't know. The, 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 I, I get it. I don't, I'm not opposed. To, to the Red Sox every now and then as an underdog cam. But in this spot, you know, in this situation, I don't see it happening. I think the Rays roll them tonight. I I just, you know, like we talk about Snell as an ace, but he's been very hittable. Zach Godley, on the other hand, uh, you know, he he's a hit and miss pitcher. We're getting 34 cents with the Red Sox. I just, I, I kind of think, I know the Rays are hot, but I, I'm stepping in with Boston, Gabe. As I say, I don't love it. Like, there's not a game on the board that I thought like all day. Usually there's one or two games that I love. Uh, I'm finding it hard to love very many games tonight, but I, I think Boston as a dog is very dangerous tonight. Plus 134, I think I get the, they get the Snell. The total at Fenway, nine and a half. No, I'm not I'm even going to think about the total. I think there could be runs in this game, but I like Boston plus 134 to get it done and stop the race streak. I think you were just influenced. You probably watched Zach Godley pitch against the Blue Jays, right? You would force four scoreless innings, so you saw that. That's yeah. your scouting report. <laughs> yeah, I like Godley. I, even in Arizona, he's yeah, just it worked a, out when you follow the Phoenix Suns. You watch the Suns play the Raptors. Hey, man, yeah, it is what it is. Off the, 
Hey, they've been hot. Yeah, uh, but, no, but I'm just bringing it. Godley did go four scoreless innings yep. against uh, against the Toronto Blue Jays, but I, I think the Rays are the play here tonight. I personally, I'm, I'm going to bet the Rays. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll wish you luck. Uh, I haven't bet the game yet, but I don't know. Just there's something about that line. There's something about Snell. Boston, I think, will be ready to go tonight. They've seen them a lot. Uh, I think they can hit Snell tonight. So I, I'm, I'm still sticking to my guns with the Red Sox. You're not going to get the raise at, at a price like 50 cents, though, with him going. But, you know, I like Boston. So, all right. So this is going to be my first official baseball pick that we're giving you here, guys. Give me the Tampa Bay Rays, minus 154 against uh, the Boston Red Sox. So uh, minus 154, which leads us into Seattle. We talked about a Walker and Lyles. Man, Seattle's just not getting enough, Cam, but it really goes to show, you know, what what a, what a toss-up the odds makers believe this game is. FanDuel has it plus 106 right now, minus 122, plus 106 if you like the Seattle Mariners only. Yeah, it's it, the thing is, it looks like a short price for Texas, but Texas isn't like everyone thinks Seattle's a, door, a, a doormat team. Texas is not a very good baseball team. They're regressing big time. Jordan Lyles is not a good pitcher either. So no. Taiwan Walker has been hit and miss. He has been rocked before, and he's also shown glimpses of being a good pitcher. They're one in nine, Cam, in their last 10 division games, yeah. the Rangers, too. They never That's win in the division. No, they don't. And, and I, I don't care if it's tw- minus 12 cents, it's 22 cents, whatever. I'm getting Seattle at a plus price. Um, I'm taking the Mariners tonight. I think it's a good play. You're right. Do I, do Should we be getting more? No, the lines makers understand that the Texas Rangers are not good. Exactly what you said. They have problems in divisional games. Seattle will be a play. Small play. Everything in baseball is small tonight, but I like the Mariners. Well, I'll tell you what. we got a big game uh, on the coast here tonight. In Los Angeles, San Diego and Los Angeles. And San Diego have been flexing their muscles the last couple of days and showing off all that young talent uh, that they have. People forget, too, there's so much talk about Fernando Tatis Jr., and rightfully so, but people forget. Uh, you know, they also have Manny Machado, who hit a grand yep. slam. Uh, they got Profar. Like, they're a good team, bro. I knew they Very were good. good. If you guys remember when we previewed the season, I yep. said San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, San Diego, dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. Um, but once again, I didn't know they were going to let everyone in the playoffs in 16 teams because I said San Diego will go over their win total of 30 and a half, but I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. They're making the playoffs. There's 16 teams in the playoffs now. So yeah, they're right, going to they make are. the playoffs, but they're, they could be dangerous. Like they're good, good. And they're confident right now too. Like they they got a real swagger about them, this team. Very, very confident team. You know, Dodgers can. This season's flying by, bro. They're already nearly moving in on 20 games. They played 18 games, the Dodgers. They're tied with San Diego right now. Yeah. Dodgers have a ton of injuries. They can't lose this game tonight and make it three in a row. Like, they need to win this game. Like, this is getting real right now. They got they got themselves in a division here. And then don't, men, don't, don't forget about the Colorado Rockies as well. Nothing's easy for the Dodgers right now. And this is why we said, you killed the drama, everybody. And no one in the media brought this up except me. And the people are like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. There's more drama now with more teams. No, there isn't. Now, Cam, if they didn't have 16 teams, dude, it'd be like, wow, man, Dodgers are under pressure, man. They, exactly. They win. They're 11 and 7 yep. only. These other teams are better than they are. Now, it's like, whatever, dude. The Dodgers don't have to panic. They'll be like, yeah, whatever, dude. We're so we'll beat a four seed instead of the two seed. You know what I mean? Everyone makes the playoffs now. I'm going to say this. Just because the Dodgers need the game doesn't mean they're going to get it. They're laying 60 cents against a hot Padres team. Davies, 
He can be good. He's hit and miss. Gonsolin's not a very good pitcher. Um, he's going tonight. They have a change of pitcher. He's in. Um, I'm not laying 60 cents with this guy. To me, it would be San Diego or nothing. You talked about it. And I know Manny Machado, too. He's sl- he started slow. Once he gets hot, he gets real hot. He's very streaky. So that grand slam, I think, will really uh, light him up. He'll, he'll be fired up. Uh, I wouldn't count out San Diego, and it's a nice price tonight at plus 142. Haven't bet it, but I have a lean that way. Well, I'm going to uh, quote uh, Randy Newman. I love L.A. LA. I love it. I love it. I love L.A. Yeah, we like L.A. here uh, tonight. I think, I, you know, listen, Gonsolin's all right, Kev. Uh, one start this year, four scoreless innings against the Arizona Diamondbacks on July 31st. Two scoreless innings earlier uh, um, uh, against uh, San Diego. Um, and he, he got the win. I know he's unknown. We always hear about the Dodgers, though, about how, oh, they could lose everybody and still be the best team. Well, now they got to go out there and prove it, right? They don't have Cody. Yep. They don't have Seager right now. And they've got some guys that have been struggling. That's a problem for them. You know, they're, they're 60 games, man. 60-game season. Uh, they're struggling. But I'll play the Dodgers tonight. I think the Dodgers get it done, Kim. Know where I'd go with this game, too? Uh, I, I just don't lay 60 cents with this team that's not playing their best baseball. I think the over game. Both teams can rake. And you're and getting Davies, Davies and Gonsolin. Yeah, I, I, I think we can get some runs in that game. That's what I'm thinking. Well, Unfortunately, me and Cam need some runs for the Toronto Blue Jays. I played the team yes. total over four and a half. They're being shut out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, you... he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. In Game Live continues. I am at Moran, so we're kicking it with a raging redhead. Cam Stewart. I will be with you until uh, 8 o'clock Eastern. And uh, Cam, will you hang out tonight on In-Game Live tonight? You kicking it yeah, with I'm Kevin doing, Walsh? I am. It's, uh, it's my Wednesday, Gabe. That's the, that's the golf extended game. On with Dane and the boys at 8 a.m. With you till 8 o'clock. With Walsh till 10 o'clock. And back to you for Marenzi Unfiltered for another couple of golf picks. Long one for the bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, late, late, late night, uh, late night, uh, wicked, wicked Wednesday. Yeah, sports rates late night uh, yes. tonight. Although, yeah, it is kind of unfiltered. Whatever, it's all, all, all the same, uh, all the same. Man, it's hard to believe it's already Wednesday. Actually, this this week is going by. It's been a weird week because uh, you've been gone. Yeah, pr- That's why when you were you were in San Francisco, right, for the fiftieth birthday. So yeah, no, for me, I'm not used to it, Gabe. You're the night owl, right? I find myself going to bed at four or five o'clock in the morning, but. You know, when you're on the West Coast, you get the three-hour difference. It's like, whoa, man. Yeah, I'm watching a lot of infomercials late at night with Tom Vu and, uh, you know, Dr. Ho. Yeah, it's hard to get to sleep. After you do those late-night shows, you're wired, too. Like, you can't go to bed. I don't know how you do it. I'm just staring at the wall. Yeah, yeah, it takes a couple no, Exactly. You get, you, you, trust me, I'm aware. Especially <laughs> me. Like, fired it up. takes me, like, literally, like, four hours. Like, you'd be surprised. Some people yep. can unwind quick, but it depends how much Not energy me. you put into a show, right? Some people... It's just a job, right? If you actually, if you're performing, it's different, right? Like people don't really seem to understand there's different levels to this stuff, right? Some people are, you know, put it this way. If you're watching a show and you're bored, the host isn't going to be tired after. (laughs) Excellent point. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Imagine there's some people that like do a show and they sit on a stool with an acoustic guitar and they just, you know, they, they strum and they play. Then you get other bands that are running up ramps and jumping off of platforms and they got explosions Flips. going off and it's hot as hell on the stage and there's fire and they're sweating and each guy in the band loses 22 pounds every night after they play a concert, right? It's like a soccer match for these guys. Like you'll see bands are exhausted after. The same thing in this radio industry. You can always tell who really puts work in and who doesn't uh, by the sweat, the blood, yes. sweat, and tears. Uh, see, I will be kicking it uh, tonight. We're going to have late night uh, hockey going on tonight with the Blues and the Vancouver Canucks. So we haven't really gotten into the into the Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens game all that much. Before we do, though, let's just do a quick check on that uh, the Raptors and the Sixers. What's going on now? 
46-34 for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. They got off to a strong start, though. They were up big. The Raptors have been chipping away. And it's now official that the the 76ers are going to be playing the Boston Celtics in the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think they're going to sit, guys. Philadelphia at the, at the break here. Like I think in the yeah, second right. half, the Raptors bench will come back and win. You know? That's a great point. That's the way to attack the game, right? Like sometimes before the game, we have to think about the angles. And and you know the Raptors bench has been phenomenal. Probably not their best half too. They got the fill in coach Griffin, so they'll probably have a nice little meeting at the half. Philadelphia sitting some guys, and you're right, Raptors second half. I this game is definitely not over, Gabe. I like that angle a lot. I think that's what I'd play. You know, we have some uh, interesting, which could be interesting, but like, like I said, they're so frustrating in these games right now because they it's like the end of the regular season, guys. And I know, like, basketball's just back, but, like, we're literally at the last game or two of the bubble right now for these teams. And a lot of these teams aren't playing for anything. and like, Or they could be, but you don't know what their motive is, and they don't want to play this team. They don't really want to be that seed. Like, it seems to me, like, everyone's trying to avoid playing the Clippers. Yes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, people are trying to avoid getting the Clippers in the first round. Like, they could move up to six, but they don't want to. (laughs) You know what I mean? Or, like, the seven. And it's like, like I said, Dallas keep changing their mind. Like, one day Dallas want to win. The next day they're like, I don't know. Like, maybe we don't want to win now because – so it's an interesting dynamic. How about Damian Lillard? We gave you guys Portland yesterday. 61 points. The game went way over the number. Huge. uh, Huge. So the Miami Heat and the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight, Cam. I don't know. Tough bro. game. I Normally, like I'd say I'm taking the Thunder, taking the plus four, but I don't know. Like it does. Yeah. I don't know. You know, what I mean, it's not a real game, man. It's like yeah. it's like betting the last night of the regular season, essentially. It's tough. It's a very, very difficult game, but I do like the Heat in this spot, Gabe. It is four points. The money line's actually pretty good at minus one sixty eight for a four point favorite. There, it's uh, respectable. You could do a lot of things with it. If you like anything else on the maybe the late baseball board, but uh, yeah, I think the Heat get it done tonight. I, I, I'm expecting a full effort. You talk about Oklahoma City; they've been a gritty club. They put a lot of money in people's pockets. But Miami, I just like the Miami Heat. I told you, next to the Raptors, I think they're the most dangerous team. They play a very good defense. They're grinders. I, I think they'll get it done tonight for the victory. I'm not sure if they're going to win by four or more, but I do like the Heat to win the game and beat Oklahoma City. Um. I, I'm, let's see. I'm, looking, I'm trying to find right now. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see what the hell the Thunder are going to be doing tonight. So on Monday's loss to Phoenix, Cam, yeah, he sat three starters and uh, backup center Nerlens Noel. Yes, they they don't know. Gallinari, Gilgis Alexander, and Stephen Adams and Nerlens Noel might play a bit tonight. If like, they don't, it's unknown. It's unknown. Like crushed. They're available to play, but. I don't know. Donovan didn't play him the other night. Why is he going to play him tonight? That's why the Heat are four-point favorites in this game. Exactly. Like, I'm not rolling That's the it. dice and playing with this crap, Cam. Like, I I, I love yep. the NBA, but I'm not betting. Like, the NBA playoffs start in five days, bro. Yes. There's going to be plenty of basketball. And another thing is, too, Miami are locked in. Miami are locked in uh, yep. to playing Indiana right now. Like, basically... It's Indiana or Miami or the four or the five seed, but what difference does it make? There's no home court. 
Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Let, let's call <laughs> this out for what it is. No, we have to be honest. Like we're doing, we do, we're doing a betting show, but yeah, I'm not, not going to give pretend. anybody. We're just telling yeah, people the, the script not, of the yeah, game. I, it's that. exactly, <laughs> exactly. And Oklahoma's you know. resting people, and they don't. Donovan didn't play guys the other night. They don't seem to care about this. Like that's the thing, guys. The seating, it's all neutral court, so it seems like now NBA teams they don't care. They quite frankly don't care whether they're sixth or seventh. And you figure, wow, what about who they play? And I don't know. There's a few teams that are trying to avoid the Clippers. And, you know, there's a few like, like look at uh, look at Brooklyn and Orlando. What were they going to do? Either way, you're playing the Raptors or the Bucks. They were both screwed. So you exactly. see like the Sixers, the Sixers and the Celtics have been stuck together. Now it's official. The Heat and the Pacers are playing each other. It's just a matter of who the home team is. There's no home court. Exactly. So you get to wear your white jersey one more game? <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. I just think the Heat will – Oklahoma City will rest their guys. And you talk about depth, I just think the Heat – you know, it's just one of those games. You're right. Betting it, it's 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 a coin flip. I like – I just – it's oh, so something telling me camp. the Heat win the game. It's tough. I can't man. believe. So what I well, – yeah, what I just said. Here's Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard says it doesn't matter if the Clippers are a two or a three seed. There's no home court advantage. There's no fans. There's no travel, says Leonard. I definitely think it's uh, the healthiest teams that win it all. Guys that have a full roster. Hopefully we can get everybody back up and we can get a rhythm going with the guys that are are here that usually play. Then we'll see what happens, says Leonard. So it's amazing, Kevin. I didn't see this quote. As I just said, they don't care. You know what I mean? They don't care whether they're the second seed. Normally, it'd be like, dude, we can't. We got to be at home. We can't lose this game. They're all in a bubble camp. It doesn't yep. matter, bro. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Why not take the Nuggets tonight plus five against the Clippers then? Clippers don't care. Right? Um. Yeah, this is. Denver seemed to be playing the entire bench tonight. <laughs> Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Malone saying that basically everybody's going to get a look. Hmm. See, like, maybe some guys. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm just, just saying, yeah, you're right. Pass, passing makes sense. But also, people want to have these narratives. Sometimes guys off the bench, they, they're, they're playing for something. They have personal pride. Just because they're playing the bench doesn't mean these guys are going to suck. Look at the Raptors. Well, right. bench. I would rather take the like, Nuggets plus the points. That's what I'm talking this about. This is the one I, yeah. would, I could live with the Nuggets plus the points here. That's why I don't po- think the Clippers I, care. I don't no, think they the Clippers don't care, bro. I think they're going to pull Kawhi and Paul George. Exactly. They're going to have no effort in this game. I think the Nuggets plus five is the play, and I actually will I play agree. it. I'm not saying I'm going. Me I'm too. going nuts, but that's the angle. I'll trust the Nuggets bench in to put more forth an effort. Also, we're not laying points. We're getting five points. Give me the Nuggets. I agree with this one. I agree with this one that the Clippers' best player just admitted to us care. he doesn't care. <laughs> Yes. And what do you say? It's more important to be healthy. In other words, it's more important that I don't play. That's Correct. what Kawhi is saying. I like we like where Kawhi just throws his teammates under the bus in a subtle oh, yeah, way. For sure. <laughs> He's like, he uh, well, we have a good bench. Hopefully, we can get everybody back up and get a rhythm going with the guys that are here and that usually play. Yeah. <laughs> so that's Kawhi so, basically telling like half the guys on the Clippers, you guys sit suck. down and shut up. All right. You're not <laughs> exactly. playing anyways. Don't like, worry. Me and PG got you covered. They usually play. <laughs> He's basically, I'm telling, like, I know Kawhi well, bro. Like the way he talks, 
That's Kawhi the just bus. basically saying, yeah, we got some okay guys on a bench, but they better play well, and the rest of you, like, you ain't playing because you're not good enough. Like, that's what he's telling yeah. you people. Exactly. Nuggets it is, plus five. I agree. I agree. I think the Nuggets. Uh, I think the Nuggets will have more energy in this game. Doc Rivers doesn't care about this crowd. You got Doc Rivers. This guy's a multi. Like he doesn't care. No, they don't care. No, the Clippers. It's, it's funny. It's pretty too, simple. But that's they, why they're, they're, I joke Cam about yep. the Dallas Mavericks. The Mavericks have been actively trying to avoid the Clippers, and the course, Clippers yes. like don't care and keep falling back towards them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's the Mavericks are like, all right, let's win tonight because the Clippers lost. All right, let's lose tonight because the Clippers. Like, I'm telling you, the Mavericks are trying to avoid the Clippers, and they can't escape them. It's hilarious. Yeah. So the matchups pathetic, are starting actually. to come together right now a little bit, guys. As we stated, like Indiana, Miami, Boston, Philadelphia, and Game Live continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big top. It Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. 
we'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. In game live continues. I am Gabriel Red, so we're kicking it uh, with the raging redhead, uh, Cam Stewart. So, Cam, let's get into some pucks uh, right now. And I see Donnie yep. Wrightside. I just saw Donnie Wrightside uh, saying, "Let's go Flyers." I couldn't, I couldn't resist, but uh, tell them, "Let's go Canadians." Let's go Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Let's go Hawks. So, what, what do you, uh, what do you think about this? Although I should note that Cam was on a Pittsburgh Penguin, so he's a hater. He's a Leaf fan. He's jealous that the Canadians are still playing, and um, and his Leafs are not. Nah, he's not really jealous. That's that's not. No, nah, <laughs> I'm 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 a I'm a fair guy. Like I, I bet on the Canadians a lot. I just, you know what? I should have been smarter in that series with Pittsburgh. You're, you, we talk about it. They're 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 a two horse team. You know, Malkin and you said it. Crosby and Malkin have been through wars. They're beat down, and these other guys didn't step up. Their defense is horrible, and the Canadians have a significant goaltender edge. Tonight, though, on the other hand, you could talk about Philadelphia, good young goaltender, but you're right, Gabe, has to prove it. Couturier, probably one of the best two-way players in the league. All their veterans showing up. Nice mix of youth and older players. They have a real good thing going on in Philadelphia. They're tough. All the things that Pittsburgh are not, Philadelphia is, and they're on a heater. I like the Philadelphia Flyers to win tonight. But, hey, I give the Montreal Canadiens all the credit in the world. They're better than people think they are. It's not just Carey Price. Shea Weber's been fantastic. He looks like a kid again. Gallagher, will he's that spark that he likes to fire it up. Tatar's underrated. You know, they got Domi. They got, they, they got good players on their team. That's the thing. Montreal's kind of, I, in my opinion, disrespected. I just like the fact that the Flyers are a complete hockey club. I, I, I'll take Philly tonight. Well, I'm just looking. You know, they played three times this year. Interesting. Canadians won twice. Two out of three times. Pretty, imp- pretty impressive. 4-1. Oh, no, they actually, they sorry, they lost. They lost. So, it's two and two in last four. Two okay. and two in last four. Two, two and two in the last four. Series. Yeah, I mixed in one of the games from... Um, uh, from from the year before into this year, <laughs> 2019. Yeah, 2019. Like March 2019 That's where the Flyers November suck. 7, 2019. <laughs> not the same season. No, no. Like, no. like that's, Flyers yeah, were like the end. The Flyers end of the season the beginning of the season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so they played. You're now. right. They played three times. So all right, the Flyers are better. The last time they played was January 16th. Actually, Canadians won in Philadelphia 4-1. Impressive. Very impressive. No, Montreal's, like, that's the thing. They're better than people think. Like, Chicago and them got in this, uh, you know, play-in tournament. They're, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They shouldn't be there. 
It's the same attitude you have as the NCAA tournament. Oh, these loser teams that play in Dayton, one of them goes on a run. Hello, VCU. Hello, Pac-12 blows. Yeah, then they win the two games from the playing game. That's the thing. Chicago and Montreal both won their series when people said they shouldn't be there. That's the narrative. Do the opposite. But they're running into a buzzsaw in Philadelphia. That's the thing. Philadelphia is a much more complete team than the Pittsburgh Penguins are. That's fact. Yes, that is fact. I'm not going to disagree about that. Three three to last four times the Canadians have played the Pens. It's gone under uh the number as well. Uh so it's been it's it's gone it's gone to the under. Four one, four, three, three, two, three, one. Uh Canadians won five one before that. Listen, the Canadians match up well uh with these guys. I want to see Philadelphia back it up, man. Philadelphia had a great regular season. They dialed it up a notch. Yep. Let's see them do it for real right now. It's a little bit different, right, when you're playing in the playoffs. Let, let's the pressure, see them uh, dial it up. And Canadians are playing on Philly right now. They're very confident. And yep. Yeah, the pressure is on Philadelphia. Canadians are playing with house money. Interesting dynamic. You have two former Montreal Canadian coaches, actually, um, who have been hired and fired. The Canadians are like the Yankees with George Steinbrenner and stuff. They always rehire and uh, they, they fire and rehire people all the time because they have a limited – pool of people that they like or trust. Michel Therrien has been in and out twice. <laughs> Claude Julien <laughs> has been there twice. Vigneault only once, actually. Vigneault hasn't been back yet. But so Vigneault, Alain Vigneault, the coach of the Philadelphia Flyers, and Claude Julien, the coach of the Montreal Canadiens. Vigneault used to be the coach of the Canadiens. Julien used to be the coach of the Canadiens. Got fired, went, you know, went, went around the league and has been back uh, now in Montreal. They're very good friends, actually. And not just because, well, why are they good friends? They're both coaches of a team. Why would they be friends? They actually played together, guys, in the 80s yeah. in Salt Lake City. And they Amazing. played like they're AHLers. They're grinders. These guys weren't good enough to be in the NHL, right? So, like, they were grinders. And they, they, were, they were minor league teammates. They've climbed the ladder together. They're very good friends, uh, Julien and, and Vigneault. So, interesting dynamic uh, there. Vigneault says, but there's no friendship during. He goes, there's no friends uh, in the coaching business. It's all business now. So yep. they're both hard asses, these guys. Um, it's interesting, interesting dynamic there. And you got the Carey Price versus Hart uh, factor here, Ken. Because, you know, Price has done it before. Let's see Hart do it now. Also, when we had Kurtz on the show, too, and I've been reading a lot of this stuff, Hart's favorite goalie is Carey Price. They're going up against is. your idol. So that's something you got to get lose the star stuff. You got to focus on what you're going to do. I think he well, will. Okay he understands. He will. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'm just saying it's something else too. Like Philadelphia, the the big point about this uh, series is Philadelphia is expected to win. Montreal's not. Montreal was not expected to beat Pittsburgh. They beat them. To your point, house money. These guys are flying right now, and they're gaining confidence with their young players more and more. Philadelphia though has the toughness and the edge. And, and I think they have the players and the system to do what Pittsburgh couldn't. Pittsburgh plays too loose hockey, and they're not tough. Like Pittsburgh's a lot like the Leafs; they're not very tough hockey. Team. They don't yeah, have yeah. they don't have very many guys that you're intimidating. Like look at the Islanders; they're all guys who don't mind scrapping you. Tom Wilson. No, I on brought Washington. that up, Cam, during the series. You know? I said you got a problem when the Canadians are out physicaling you. Yeah. And that's what was yeah. happening. Like the Canadians were like bullying the the, the Penguins. <laughs> like, I know the, the Canadians corner, don't like, bully anybody. They were like they were exactly. like, Let's go. like right. I was yeah. like guys, like wow, you guys are this soft. The Canadians are pushing you around. Canadians aren't They're known soft. for this. But as you brought up, Shea Weber is like right now. 
Shea Weber's like everyone else's big brother that can kick the crap out of everybody. Yeah. And now everyone else is more confident because they're looking. They're like, wow. Yeah, man, he's he's like the old Shea Weber again. Like Shea Weber, like, I don't know, man. He's he's playing this. this the, the rest really helped him. And he's healthy right now. And he's crushing people in the boards and stuff right now. And the Canadians never really have that presence before. And another thing is just sort of the confidence when he's on the ice. Everything's going to be fine. He's going to get the puck out. Don't worry about it. Calm down. You know what I mean? He just brings a sense of calmness to the, the to the table here, this guy, and a physical presence. And another thing, man, Gallagher is a pest from hell, Cam. Like, oh, this guy annoying. gets in your face. He's Marshawn. Like, he's yeah, he's, he's Marshawn without the licking. Like, yeah, he's Marshawn without the licking. That's exactly like, that's the what thing. Gallagher like, they're is. They're good skaters. Like, you know, like, these guys, they're good skaters, Cam. The they are. It's like they're hard to play against. They're annoying. I think it's the best way to put it. They're not, like, physical where they're going to, like – you know what I mean? Smash your face into the glass, but they don't give you a, a lot bunch of, space. of annoying dudes to play against. Like they'll yeah. slash you, and like they're they're very chippy with the slashing and the stick. They they can skate, so you never really you'll notice the Canadians like they'll never give the opponent time to sort of stand there with the puck. They'll be like, no, 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 you're not standing there, bro. We're gonna come behind the net at you. Like we'll skate behind the net, like. You know, most teams won't do it, Cam. They're like, I'm not going behind the net. I'm not going to, like, he's just going to pass it anyways, right? The Canadians will actually fly behind the net and try to steal a puck from you, bro. I like that. I like that approach. It's it, it's a good approach because that's the thing. Guys don't that's see it coming because very they few don't have people a ton do of it. Talent. Yeah, they're like Columbus. Uh, a lot of the same thing. They they, they yes, know how to play yes. a game to good, get yeah, in your face. They are very similar. You're right. Not give you space. Uh, yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, other than would that, love to have Dubois, though. I tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, they'd like to have a couple guys on that team. But uh, the thing is, Shea Weber, you said you. It was really weird when you're watching these veteran players that actually get like a second and third win. I think people don't um, uh, respect it enough because Shea Weber's playing at a level a level right now where he could take the whole team on his back. And he is that type of guy. I got to give Montreal a lot of credit too. Like their organization, everyone's calling for heads. The deals that they've made recently, they fleece teams. And I remember that Subban deal. Even though it was like crying, man, 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 Subban. Better. Subban can never play defense. That's the problem. Shea Weber's a killer when he's healthy. If you watch hockey, you know that guy is a monster. And well, he's ideally, if you're the Canadians, you have both of them. If you want to be a real contender, it's not one or the other. You know what I mean? It's just, it, it, it was what it is. But yeah, I had to make Shea Weber, and listen, I, def- I didn't like the deal at the time for various reasons. It was more the age thing to me. It's like, dude, you're trading yeah. a 25, 26-year-old stud for a guy that's 34 and has, like, six shoulder. Like, he's got more shoulder surgeries than Big Ben Roethlisberger's had. Like, yeah. he's beat up. You know what I mean? Like, so that was my deal uh, with that. It was more of a personality deal that they made it. But time in time, you've seen Subban... Is a complimentary player. He's he a good player. He's a great. He's a very, very good player. You know, I'm not a great, he's, very, very you know what good he is, player. Gabe? But he's, he's a poor defensively. He is an he offensive is. defenseman. His defensive yeah, like he game can't sticks. be your number one defenseman. That's the no problem. Like way. he's a number two, number three guy. Flashy. Put him on the power play and stuff. Yet exactly. he's built for the regular like, season. You're gonna have Weber's a built for the playoffs. Like, yeah, I That's used to the way think, oh, they don't like him and it's this and that. But you saw. No. Every coach has gotten mad at him late in games about his decisions. Team Canada was very concerned. Remember, even in the Olympics, Team Canada, people got mad. How is Subban not playing? They were like, he's the least trustable one. He's the least trustable one. That's why he's not playing. 
right? Did you watch Nashville lose those series? I hate to say it. Subban was the reason. He pinched all the time, made horrible decisions. Like, he was never making the right decision. He was in between, and he made the wrong decision consistently. Very good offensive player. Not going to yeah. take anything away you from him. You can pinch him, but he does it at bad Not times. like him. Like, you're right. He'll yes. do it with three minutes left in a game. That was like the breaking. That was the, that was the straw in Montreal. He literally, bro, he literally cost them the game against Colorado. Like, yeah, he he went, he pinched, he got burnt, he fell down. Like it was, it led to like a two on zero type thing. People and in Montreal know hockey. Basically, and they Michel know Darian, like yeah, tried to done. murder him after the game. He said, <laughs> "All right, call it. That's it. You know what I mean? You're done." <laughs> and I guess Subban was cranking music. Subban like turned music up while he was yelling at him. Subban's like, yeah, whatever, bro. And he just sort of like turned and yeah. pissed the not, other guys on the team not, off. Not, like, a, they, not a good decision. They're like, you got to <laughs> take the, you got to like take this. You don't get to turn the music up and just drown this out. You just cost us the game, get chewed out by the coach, right? So then he started pissing like, that's all I used to wonder. What, like, come on, don't hate the guy because he's happy. He's a happy go lucky guy. But the thing is, he doesn't take criticism, Cam, right? No. He turned the music up or he'd walk out of the room and stuff like that. And then he would do it again. So it's like, bro, you did it again. We told you. We just yelled at you about this three weeks ago. We told you. Don't pinch in with three minutes left in a game. And he'd do it again. And you see there's a reason he's been on so many teams, Cam. Coaches just get exasperated with it. They're like, he doesn't listen. Yeah, the fine line in the NHL between failure and success is a thin one. He usually makes the wrong decision. I'll put him on my power play any day of the week. He's very good nice puck guy. handler, very Great good guy. shooter. No, buddy, I told you. He did that like uh, Hyundai thing commercial with me. Me and him talked for like an hour. I like the guy personally, but I'm also watches like million tons and tons of his games, Gabe, and defensively he makes horrible decisions that NHL top defensemen shouldn't make. That's why he gets moved around a lot. That's why he's in New Jersey. But anyway, back to the game tonight. He's still, he's the still being the best. He's still being the best yeah. Leaf player. <laughs> he'd be the best Leaf defenseman right away. He'd be the he'd be the third best. He, he's not as good as Morgan Riley, but he's he's he'd be up. There. Yeah, the Leafs defense sucks. Correct. Uh, always a shot at the Leafs too, Brad. Don't worry, you're not hurting me. Eddie. No, I'm just. I want to. These he's guys from, suck. He's from. I'm saying he's from Toronto. They ne- they never yes, go after him. That's all the Leafs don't need like Leaf fans defending like the Leafs again because Steve Simmons said today they're not good enough. They're not good enough, people. They're not. Steve Stop Simmons defending can be this a team. Jerk. Two things can be right. Steve Simmons is a jerk. We get it. Yes, he is a knob. He's a tool bag. Toronto Maple yeah, Leafs are not good enough. Guys. Our best bets. No, they don't up win. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team. A driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two, because as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I want to see what this thing looks like. (sighs) 
Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You find it. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big copy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0. We never win a chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we got a couple of minutes left on in-game live here. And, yeah, I wasn't trying to make – you know, there, I wasn't, like, singling out the Leafs cam when yeah. I said about Subban, but he is from Toronto. And I will bring up that Nazem Kadri just scored for the Colorado yeah. Avalanche. Yeah, and I'll kind tell you, what did I say? Grit that the, the yeah. Leafs could have used. What did I say, Gabe? When they made that deal, I was so angry. I'm like, that's – God, hey, Dubas and, and Shanahan. Shanahan should know better. He's a, he's a, one of the best players and to play the game. And that was a personality deal just like the Subban was we were talking about. They just didn't yes. like him. They were tired of him. Oh, because he hit someone or he got suspended every now and then. That's going to happen. When you play with grit, that's going to happen, Cam. It is. And he shows up in the playoffs and in big games. He always does. Where these stars, they, they're like they're like little kids, that team. Wah, wah. You know what I mean? Oh, you make need, it 3 nothing. This is unbelievable. 3 nothing. Holy jeez. They score again. One, well, Colorado two, three. Three. Kemper stopped them all night. All right, listen. I'm on I'm on Colorado in the under here. Let's just slow yeah. this down a little bit right now. It's 3 nothing <laughs> with well, about five minutes left. Yeah, yeah. You don't need any more goals. <laughs> I'm on Colorado, That's too. unbelievable. All right, so let's get to the picks. <laughs> I'm taking yep. the uh, 
Oh, this is tough tonight, but all right, we're going to go, especially since uh, we got the tracker, the Sports Grid tracker now on us. Yeah, tracker. All right, so let's go. We're pulling the trigger. Underdogs, underdogs. Even though, man, I don't like betting against the St. Louis Blues. Give me the Montreal Canadiens, plus 125. I like the under a lot. I'm going to go bigger on the under here, under five and a half. I'm going under five and a half in the Blues and the Nucks as well. Ah, I guess I'll take the plus 140. I hate picking on the St. Louis Blues, but I think Vancouver can beat them, Cam. Give me both hockey underdogs and both unders, and give me the Denver Nuggets plus the five points against the Clippers. Underdog, underdog, underdog. What do you got? I'm also on the Denver Nuggets. I like the Flyers at minus 150. The line keeps on going down. That's fine for me. I will take the Vancouver Canucks as a pooch, plus 140 there. In baseball, late action, Seattle at plus 106 is our dog on the baseball diamond as well. More golf picks on Morency's show after midnight. Yeah, I like the Dodgers tonight, too. I'll take the Dodgers. So, uh, so Denver Nuggets, the Dodgers, both hockey underdogs, both unders in-game live with Cameron Walton. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games With Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games With Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.